Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. When I first heard the song Super Lonely, I was probably scrolling through TikTok trying to forget everything in the world. And then I heard it again and again and again. After hearing it many times, the song's hook resonated with me and seemingly the rest of the world as well because we've all felt super lonely at times during the pandemic. And that shared emotion has led to great success for Super Lonely, which has moved from TikTok to the Billboard charts and has made a star out of the 20-year-old artist behind the song. I wanted to talk with her about how it came to be, what it was like to find success in an industry that was locked down, and how she's connecting with her global audience while touring is nearly impossible. So I'm excited to introduce you to one of my favorite new artists. Hello, my name is Binny. And I am a musician <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> you can hear in her voice that Benny is really fun to chat with. But her song Super Lonely was actually born out of heartbreak. So I have been dating this guy and it's August. I decide that I'm, I break up with him and I'm going to L.A. for a month. I was at the airport and I, I'm leaving with just my manager. My mum is going to come like, after a week of being there, because I need her for my emotional support, <laughs> like, human, animal, I just accepted that I was going to be, like, sad for a majority of the trip. I just want to cry in my room, alone. But Benny can't just stay in her room. Her label has set up a month of songwriting sessions that will go towards her next EP called Stella and Steve. So Benny has to get to work and get ready for her first session. I was, like, kind of nervous to be going to a session we went to this studio called The Treehouse, and it's the first session that I'm in. And I'm working with my producer, Josh Fountain, and my friend called Jenna Andrews. She was like an hour late, and I was like, I was nervous. She's nervous because she's about to have a co-writer, and this could go a million ways. Jenna could walk in and take over and write her whole song for her. There's a history full of producers stepping on songwriters' feet. She doesn't want to end up like the monkeys who had limited studio time and then had to fight for the right to put their own music out under their own name. Very silly name. Yeah, so this is her first big session, and it could set the precedent for things to follow. But then her co-writer Jenna walks in and says, Hey girl! And it was just like, hey! And it was just, it was just like this huge like catch-up session. From the start she said, like, I'm not here to write your song for you. Like, we're going to talk about it and we're going to bounce ideas off each other. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, this is not so scary. Like, <laughs> I trust that she's going to help. She's not going to, like, get in my face. And I think that we worked really well together because we kind of laid out what we were comfortable with at the start and, and talked about it. Sometimes it just takes an open ear to help process where we're at and turn our woes into something creative. 
I didn't actually start writing like until like an hour in because we were literally just like talking about our lives and I was telling her that I had just broken up with my boyfriend and, and then <laughs> and telling her exactly where I was at and she was just like relating to everything which was really nice and I think that I needed like someone like a kind of a female figure like that at that point because I was pretty alone in LA where everything is quite like unfamiliar to me. Everything she's going through is setting Benny up to write a real tearjerker. You know, like Adele-level sad. I'm just thinking, like, all right, I'm going to use this to, you know, to help me. <laughs> it's going to be like a, a retreat thing. And I feel like that's usually what happens when I am sad or whatever kind of emotions I'm feeling. I always want to put that into a song and write about it. So Benny, Jenna, and Josh start writing the first song of the trip that will end up being Benny's most successful song yet. And I think in part, it's because of the raw emotions that she's channeling. I'm going to write a, like a super self-deprecating song and I'm going to swear on it and say that I fucked up and I'm a loser. I know I fucked up, I'm just a loser. I really was like, people are going to hate this song, but I'm having a lot of fun writing it, so I don't actually care. Then I write a song and it ends up being... A kind of happy song. I've been lonely. Mm. Ah, yeah. She writes a happy song with sad lyrics. She even has a term for that. I want like a sad kind of banger. And I just write this song where I'm super self-deprecating. And I'm just poking fun at myself for being upset because I don't like feeling sorry for myself. I've never heard the word super lonely. How does this come to you? That was an ad lib that I um, made up when I was in the booth. I was just kind of like, we had laid down like the verses and the chorus and everything. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to like, I want to scream and I want to swear. And Josh, my producer, was like, okay, cool. And I went in there and I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of repeated it. I'm a lonely bitch. Super lonely. just kind of made made up a bunch of things that came to me at that time. How does it feel that something that you just completely ad-libbed ends up <laughs> forming your career? Dude, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I think that's the way that I've been I've been working recently with most of my work and it's kind of just crazy when people like that kind of stuff cuz like, oh shoot, cool. <laughs> cool beans. What's great about this line is that It just occurs to her. It's what feels most true, what's on the top of her head. It's not poetic or flowery. It's just what she's feeling. And the goofy vulnerability in which she coins that term is, I think it's what connects with so many people. I feel like you can can understand who I am just listening to it. Like, I feel like people know me after listening to it, you know? Did this song help you get through that breakup? I don't know. I'm like... I don't know, because honestly, I'm still, like, I still haven't, like, fully, like, moved on from it. So I'm kind of like, nah, not really. Just to be clear, the song has been played almost 400 million times on Spotify alone, and it didn't help her get over her breakup. That's why breakups suck so much. This is everything you need to know about a breakup. You could have 20,000 people and their dogs dance to your song on TikTok, and you still not get over it. I mean, I feel like healing after, like, breakups is just, like, icky. I, you, I can say that it helped, but I also feel like 
I'm still waiting. Still freaking waiting to get over this person. <sighs> but yeah. But you're Okay, so Super Lonely didn't work for Benny, but it did work for so many other people. They loved this sad banger, and I wanted to know how she came up with it. So I asked Benny to break down the sounds, lyrics, and feelings of Super Lonely. I started the session by saying that I really wanted to make it like a melancholic but also kind of like a beachy sound, and I think that that was definitely where the guitar strumming kind of came in. I feel like the New Zealand sound is very, it's pretty like beachy and like summery for a lot of artists, but it's also like kind of sad. I kind of just was speaking to Josh and being like, okay, I want it to be like upbeat and fun and then I can write some real sad stuff. And so I think that's when he kind of, the percussion and all of that is kind of like a stroll in the park. It's like kind of light and it's, I don't know, it's happy. I think, I feel like the bass is like, like one of my favorite parts of the song. I think um, Josh played the bass. And I feel like he just did such a good job of kind of making it like, I don't know, it's kind of like animated or like it reminds me of like a cartoon or something. And I feel like that kind of carries the whole song in this like weird kind of funky way. And then, and then I start singing. And then you have my vocals over the top and me swearing and stuff. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to come in like strong and like hard and be like, yeah, this is the real tea. This is, this is the fun. But yeah, I think, I, I always think like starting with a chorus is always, I always like to start with a chorus. I think it's quite fun. It's like, here I am, this is me. <laughs> now I'm in the bathtub crying, think I'm slowly sinking, bubbles in my eyes now, maybe I'm just dreaming. In the verses, I specifically asked Josh to put, like, a ton of auto-tune on my voice because I love that sound. Like, I, I was listening to, like, a bunch of, like, a Travis Scott kind of stuff. She saw my eyes, she know I'm gone. I see some things that you might fear. At that point, and like even James Blake has like used a ton of like auto tune and stuff in his songs. So I want to do it in that kind of style where it's kind of like almost like spoken, kind of wordy, like singy, like rappy vibes. Um, yeah, I mean, this was when I was kind of getting into the like, this is the sad stuff that's actually happening. Water is pouring down from the ceiling. I mean, this would happen, and this is me just kind of. I don't know, just like this is how I was feeling. Like that, you kind of have like this like weight on you. I think when you're upset and you kind of feel like the world is like against you, and you're kind of just like, I don't know, just like super super sad girl at this point. I think the auto tune kind of covers the fact that that it's actually kind of sad stuff. Does the auto tune make it feel safer to say for you? Definitely. <laughs> Heck yeah. I think I think even the beat. Like I was like I I, I don't think I would write this kind of stuff if I was, if it was like a really slow beat. But then I did do a sad version of the song, so. The lonely version. Yeah, <laughs> the lonely version, exactly. All of my friends, though it's happened, you're a bad thing. 
think my favorite moment from this song <laughs> is the the tiny little second just between the pre-chorus and the chorus when you say, ah! That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like that. It's like, ah! Yeah. That was fun. These were We were all laughing, like, in the studio, which felt good. It's kind of when you realize that you can you can literally do anything when you're making a song. You kind of just get in there and you're like, fuck it. I'm going I'm to scream. Turn down the speakers. It's going to be loud. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite parts as well. I think, I think lyrically I was just kind of <laughs> just being really mean to myself. <laughs> but, then also, but then also being like, I am actually sad, by the way. I'm in this big world. It's a mad world. I was definitely kind of referring to LA and how I felt when I was there because it felt very massive and and I was very like little and I I was kind of like <laughs> 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 start crying. No. Oh right, I think what stands out like for me now listening to it is like the the ooze and the ad libs. I think. I tried to make it sound really like pretty and like cutesy with the and then I mean the ad libs are just like it was me just letting it all out and like venting. I always try to like figure out like lyrics and stuff for like a a post chorus, but I think in this one, I, I was just kind of like, I'm just going to la la la, because that's la 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 la. I feel like sometimes when you're like sad, that's kind of like the vibe. It's like la it off. Yeah, and then it blends in with lonely so nicely. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> I always feel ridiculous when I'm asked to like, speak about like deeper meanings in the song and like I did a genius video on it and I was like oh people are gonna think I'm so dumb because it's not a super deep song and I don't think that I don't think that when I was writing it I was like really thinking about it like overthinking anything and I think that it's kind of just like throw away like you know things I will say I would say to like "Mm, my best friend when I'm sad like taking taking the piss out of myself. I think it's a good thing that Benny didn't overthink this one because it might not have ended up being the biggest song of her career. And yet the path that it took to get there wasn't so clear. The song came out on her album Stella and Steve in November of 2019 in New Zealand. It had some success in New Zealand and Australia. And yet it wasn't until March 2020, just as the pandemic is taking off, that it becomes a smash overnight success on TikTok. I talk with Benny about how that all went down right after the break. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. 
Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latinx minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. The path to Super Lonely was not so straightforward. Just a few years before Benny's breakout global success with the song, she'd been working on music on the side while flipping pizzas and just starting out university. Just two weeks into school, she has an emotional epiphany. I came home after, like, the Friday of this. I think it was the Friday. Yeah, it was the Friday. Or maybe it was the Thursday of the second week. And I came home and I just, like, started crying on my bed. And I was just like, Mom, Mom, you come here. And I was like, I don't think I want to be doing this right now. Like, I don't think that I want to be here. Like, I want to do music and... I was just breaking down, little quarter-life crisis. And then, she, I mean, she was, like, fully, fully supportive. I mean, she would be fully supportive of whatever I would want to do. But she was kind of just like, you can go back if you feel like you want to go back. But, you know, if it doesn't feel good, you can you can make pieces and you can work on music. Like, you've got stuff to do still. So she told me to do whatever, and I dropped out. To make pizza and make music. Yep, Exactly. And it was great. Benny connects with her producer, Josh Fountain. They make some songs that start to do well in New Zealand and Australia. She puts out her first EP, Fire on Mars, in June 2019. And things are going pretty well on the home turf. She even follows that up with a second EP, Stella and Steve, just six months later, which features our song, Super Lonely, as the third single. The song has been out in public for five months, when all of a sudden... I am getting sent a bunch of these like videos on Instagram and I'm like, what is what is this stuff and what is this TikTok thing? And I got the app and I was like, oh shoot, like this is what is happening. The song is trending on TikTok and seemingly everyone is reproducing videos with Super Lonely as the backing track. When I had people reaching out to me from Mexico, I was like, okay, this is insane. Yeah. This is like Lil Nas X. This is like, that, that's what someone told me. This is like what happened to Lil Nas X. And I was like, oh, that's insane. It was the second biggest song of the month. Yeah, that's insane. Of all of TikTok. I mean, only Savage was played more than Super Lonely. Dude. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Yeah. Sassy, moody. So your song ends up being the second most popular song on TikTok that month. It goes all over the world from there. Go back to March 2020. What is this supposed to do for you? I kind of tell my manager not to tell me too much stuff. Like, you know, like, you're gonna, like it's going to make you a star. Like, I hate, I hate, like, that kind of talk. So I feel like, I feel like most of that kind of stuff he doesn't, like, he doesn't kind of speak to me about hmm. because I, I don't like it. It hmm. freaks me out. You know? I mean, it must be strange that the greatest success of your career is happening in one of the worst times for the world. And typically, when someone has this kind of moment, yeah, you're like 
going on press tours, getting on airplanes, going all around the world. Where are you? What are you doing? I am in a lockdown in New Zealand, and I'm doing Zoom calls every day in my room. It's weird because there's, like, all of this, like, really, like, horrible stuff going on in the world, and you're kind of like, like, I don't feel good about any of this, and, and, and obviously we're in lockdown, and it's, like... And then you ha- I have this, like, song that is, like, pushing my everything, and I'm kind of just, like, I'm kind of happy, but I'm also, like, sad, and I also feel, like, guilty for feeling, like, good. But, yeah, I don't know, very weird times and a very weird, like, very weird year and a weird year for, like, my music to be getting, you know, this kind of, I don't know, response. But it's been crazy and it's been good, but it's also been weird. What do people say to you that this song has done for them in this time? I think a lot of them kind of reach out and just say that it's, you know, it's kind of made them happy and, like, kind of positive about about being lonely, which is nice and I feel like... I don't know when when people kind of reach out and say that it's that a song of mine has done something like that for them. It's it's pretty crazy. What would the Benny who's crying on your bed Thursday, second week of mm. university? You're feeling like you're gonna drop out. You're making pizzas. What would that Ooh. Benny think of Benny today? Oh my goodness! I think that they'd be pretty shocked, and I feel like I still am pretty shocked, and it all feels very surreal to me. Um, and I probably wouldn't believe myself. Yeah. What does Benny do with this surreal quality and this shock of success during the pandemic? She, of course, translates it into another wonderful song. My new song is called Snail, and it's my lockdown song. And I wrote it a week coming out of New Zealand lockdown. I was super fascinated by snails for some reason in lockdown, and I like tried to keep a couple as pets. And I've actually moved out of my parents' house now, but I think that there's like... I think it's like low-key invested with snails because there are just so many. Like, there are so many. And I just felt inspired to write a song about, like, a snail kind of, like, wondering what a human is doing and, and why they're not outside and, and living normal life. And it's kind of like this little song about the snail and this human. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Like a snail, you're a guy, kind of mad, I can't fly. When it's day, hide away, this is like one of I think one of my most favorite productions with snail I really didn't want to hold back on like going crazy and and mixing genres It's kind of like a techno-y. And that goes out like throughout the whole song. And then also the percussion is all like still kind of cutesy and fun, but it's like the... That kind of goes over that really heavy like bass. I like to contrast those kind of, those kind of things. I feel like it, it's nice like blending it all together. Like a big stew. As I wake down goes day I comes night look alive And I'll meet you in the park The moon will light up my path Everything's passing by I think here I'm like kind of speaking like I'm the snail and I had like a vocoder on my vocals which I kind of had never really used before but 
I was super excited about it, and I was like, okay, crank the recorder. As I wake down, goes day. Out comes night, look alive. I was thinking, like, kind of like, like the soundtrack that you'd hear to like a like a short kind of film, where it's kind of like someone's like riding on a bike, and it's like there's like this weird kind of like synthy music going on in the background. I feel like if you take away some of the kind of the 8080 like heavy stuff in here, I feel like it can't. I don't know, it kind of feels like that to me. It's sort of cinematic, except it's a, like, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on a Snail. <laughs> yup. <laughs> exactly. It's like a snail, you're a guy, kind of mad, I can't fly. When it's day, hide away, fuck them out. When it rains, when it rains. I'm like a snail, you're a guy, kind of mad, I can't fly. When it's day, hide away, fuck them out. When it rains. It doesn't make any sense, and... Like Super Lonely, I think this was one where I was kind of just like having fun with it and, and playing with these ideas that that I'm like a snail and I'm like kind of stuck in a house and that I'm I kinda added another character to this to, to my narrative where it's like I'm speaking to someone and, and wondering why they're not, you know, free and, and outside and it's kind of like this whole story where I'm like meeting up with this person to kind of like be free. And I'm a, I am a snail. I kind of am a snail. It seems as though you really use levity as a way to deal with some of the most difficult situations going on in your world and our world. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I kind of feel like it's sort of a kiwi, like a, a kiwi thing. I feel like a lot of friends of mine and and myself. I feel like we kind of you know we tend to to kind of find like a joke to kind of mask the fact that we're sad or like you know we can we can kind of joke about it and we can like relate that is definitely my approach to songwriting a lot has happened for you in one of the strangest periods of everyone's lives and who knows what the future is going to look like for anyone nonetheless i'm still curious given that you've gone from making pizzas trying to make music to really making music what would benny today want to say to benny five years from today I like to remind myself to not take myself too seriously. I feel like I like to remind myself just to kind of have fun with stuff and and to kind of, yeah, not take myself too seriously and not overthink too much stuff because I do that a lot and it tends to, like, not be the bestest. But, yeah. It seems like the way that you're writing songs and the way that they are connecting with people, if you uh, keep that in mind, it's going to keep working for you. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. This has been genuinely one of the most fun conversations I've got to have on the show. Thanks, dude. Nice talking to you. Cheers. Bye. Switched on Pop is produced by Bridget Armstrong, Megan Lubin, Nate Sloan, and me, Charlie Harding. And I want to say a big special thanks to our guest producer this week, Andrea Salenzi. We're mixed, mastered, and engineered by Brandon McFarlane, social media by Abby Barr, and illustrations by Iris Gottlieb. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa and Liz Kelly Nelson, and we're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network. You can find all of our social media stuff at Switched on Pop. Please send me fun suggestions. I really do love listening to them. And we'll be back again next week. And until then, thanks for listening. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. 
In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 